Hello, welcome and thank you for joining me on another episode of Real Talk Entertainment, a podcast where I'll be talking to stars from TV, stage, film, music and much more. But on today's episode I'll be talking to Rhiannon Chelsea Jade, who's an actress and a very interesting person to talk to. So stay with me for that and I'll be right back. Hello. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> so, so very posh. <laughs> is this your telephone voice? Yes, it is. It's my telephone voice. My first question to Rhiannon was, what was your first ever production? Um, my very first performance, funnily enough, um, was actually a pantomime back in 2016. Um, I did Aladdin at the Angles Theatre in Wisbeach. Um, I'd never done any live performance before I'd taken classes and stuff but was too scared to get on stage and um I went to the audition room and I remember I was just sobbing like just stood in front of the panel crying like I don't think I can do this um managed to get through it and I actually got cast as so shy who was Jasmine's um best friend in the production of Aladdin the Pantomime so that was quite fun and then I got to understudy Jasmine a couple of times as well um because the girl was off ill but yeah that was my very first performance which feels like a long time ago but actually it's not that long ago now. What tricks did you learn then to get you through this stage fright? Stare into the mirror behind them and imagine like your teacher Mr Schwartz is standing right there and just pretend you're performing to him because I run my audition with him quite often during lunch and break times and been like, oh, can you listen to this bit? Can you listen to that bit? Um, so yeah, I feel like that was kind of my way around it was to kind of be like, right, imagine him there. That's kind of where I felt not scared at all because I was so comfortable with it. <laughs> right, well, that's, a, that's a great tip. I might pick that one up myself at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what, what made you decide to get into that field? Well, I mean, I've I'd kind of done dance from a very young age. I started dancing around uh, two and a half with ballet classes, um, kind of dipped in and out. Um, wasn't really kind of set on that's where I wanted to be. I kind of always wanted to be a pop star, you know, I wanted to be Beyonce. Um, and then I was I basically did a bit of work experience at the theatre where I performed. I was just doing some costuming and I got caught singing by um, one of the theatre directors then, Emlyn. He caught me singing while I was putting all the costumes in the dressing room. And I remember he came up to me and was like, was that you singing? I was like, yes. <laughs> he was like, right, I want you to come and audition for Panto. I was like, oh, no, no. He was like, if you don't come, I'm going to pull you here by your ears. So I was like, OK, I'll go. Um, I went, did my audition, got the role. And from the moment I kind of started rehearsing and found this new kind of way into um, a performance career. Um, I just fell in love with it, you know, being on stage and the friendships and that family connection you get with everyone. I just automatically felt like I belonged, like it was a home for me. So mm-hmm. that's kind of definitely where it started and how I fell in love with it. Hmm, very interesting. Well, you've got a great story. I didn't actually realise there was so much to you. <laughs> so what, what are you working on at the moment, if anything? Or what, should I say, what would you be working on if we weren't in lockdown? Um, so before we went into lockdown, I was in rehearsals for production of In the Heights at the same theatre. 
Um, so unfortunately, that's been postponed and it's kind of gutting because we put a lot of hard work into it. Um, currently, I'm getting quite a few auditions through with my agent. Um, I'm currently under an agency called Eagle Stone Management. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from an audition that I um, sent myself tape up for the, the other week. Um, so I'm kind of waiting for that now. It's kind of just hoping that panto season will come back up and running because it's like one of my favourite things to do every year. But at the moment, it's just mm-hmm. getting through auditions and hoping for the best and hoping that some point soon the industry will be back yeah yeah so um what do you do in your leisure time then any anything in particular um well i I don't really have much downtime (laughs) if i'm not performing i'm i'm a ta at the moment i'm on apprenticeship doing a teaching assistant course um at high school so if I'm not performing a lot of the time, I'm doing college work for that. But if I generally do get a moment to myself, um, I quite often like to read. Um, over lockdown, I've got into things like meditation, which is quite nice just to relax my body and just have a moment to myself rather than constantly being on the go. Mm-hmm. COVID. Yes. Caused the, any problems? Or how has it caused any problems, should I say? I feel like... Um, I don't know whether it's necessarily caused me dramas. Um, I've, I found it very hard um, just to be kind of stuck in my house. I'm a very outdoorsy person. I'm very hands-on. I like to be doing something. Um, and I've had a lot of things cancelled, you know, holidays and stuff. So that can be quite a, a bit of a downer. But I found um, I've reconnected with a lot of old friends. I went on to ask Rhiannon if she liked girly things or if she was a bit of a tomboy. I'm quite girly in the sense of I do like a bit of, you know, pink wallpaper, a bit of makeup. Um, but then I also do have that kind of tomboyish side where I do enjoy getting dirty and doing outdoorsy stuff. So I kind of sit nicely in the middle of the two, I'd say. And then ask Rhiannon what she thinks she'd be doing if she wasn't in the drama and theatre scene. What about going into like criminology and being like a detective? I don't know why. I've just always liked the idea of that. Um, mm-hmm. Like working on crime scenes and solving mysteries and murders. Yeah, I think if I wasn't doing performing, that's definitely something that I would have looked more into rather than kind of just being like, oh, that could be nice and fun to do. I asked Rhiannon what project she'd been working on before COVID-19 struck and the country went into lockdown. Live in the Heights, which in a in a very brief summary is almost about a um, just a small community of people that live in the Washington Heights um, and how they deal with the heat of summer and the loss of um, money and loss of people in their community um, which I've, I've never I'd never heard of it well I'd heard of it but never listened to it, it never sparked an interest in me um, until I went along to the readings and I fell in love with it. I thought it was really nice. The music's lovely. It's actually written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who did Hamilton. Um, so it's some incredible music in it. Um, and in that, I was just a dancer, just ensemble. I didn't really want anything too big in that one because I didn't know the show very well. Um, and the dance style was definitely something that was out of my comfort zone. So I thought, ah, this is a perfect show to push my comfort zone and experience something new and challenge myself as a performer and a person as well. So have you done anything other than stage? Have you done any TV commercials, for example, or any short bits on 
film or anything like um, that? So when I was at college, because I studied at Long Road Sixth Form College in Cambridge, when I was there, I did two short films for um, the media students there, which are really fun. Um, I actually haven't seen one of them. I'm not sure where one of them is. But I've seen the first one that I did um, and in that I just played, funnily enough, a police detective. Um, and then <laughs> last year I had my very first professional paid job and I was an extra in Rise of the Foot Soldier 4. Um, oh, so yeah. okay. that was a very new experience to me because I'd only ever worked with kind of like one camera and the director and someone that's like on sound um so to go down i actually filmed in south end down in a nightclub in south end um to walk in there and see like all these big cameras and like all these people that like i probably should have known but i was like completely unaware because i've never watched these films never were something of interest to me and you know so many people were there and it was just a very new um environment for me and i was kind of like wow I remember walking in and being like whoa I was completely speechless of what I'd seen because it was something I'd only ever dreamt of and thought oh you know that'd be so cool to be on a movie set or on location and stuff like that so yeah I did that last year and that was that was quite fun actually it was a very different experience obviously it wasn't anything too big it was just simply an extra but for the experience it was incredible Hmm. Sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So was there, was there, did you meet anybody, anybody there that uh, we might know? Um, well, unfortunately, I didn't actually get to meet any of them. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't really remember their names. I feel so bad. That is such a bad <laughs> thing to say. Um, but I remember coming home and being like, oh, dad, I filmed for this film. And my dad was like, oh, my God, they're so cool. Like, these guys are amazing. I was like, yeah, they walked past me. <laughs> As I didn't say anything, but they walked past me. So, I mean, it was quite fun to be in a proximity of people that had been doing it for quite a while. And it was their actual profession, you know. So, yeah. Oh, good. Nice one. I like that. That's really, that's really interesting. Really good. So um, I'm going to just ask you a few quick fire questions now. Just a few. Okay. You, you <laughs> yeah. So what sort of music do you like? Uh, musical theatre. Yeah. What food do you like? Oh, um, Chinese. Like Chinese? Yeah, I love good Chinese take around a Friday, sat in front of the telly. Uh-huh. Okay. Favourite uh, favorite film star, shall we say? Darling. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Singer? Favourite singer? Uh, Little Mix, the girl group Little Mix, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So are you, if you was to go on, if you was to go on Mastermind, for example, what would be your chosen topic? Oh, um, probably Little Mix again, um, just because okay. I've been there for a a fan from like the start so I know like really obscure facts I have no general hey. knowledge but certain topics I have too much knowledge <laughs> <laughs> okay nice here's a, an interesting one have you ever thought of maybe directing one day I've always liked the idea of directing a hundred percent um I like that kind of creative side but I don't think I have the patience to work with people. <laughs> I can be very, um, I can be a lot, I'm very bossy. And if I 
picture something in my mind I very much like it has to look like this it has to look like this so I mean once I'm older I definitely would like to possibly delve into it but like not too far like I wouldn't go professional with it kind of just work with the amateur um community I think that would be quite fun yeah definitely uh so on that on that note then would you what would you like to do if you did get that opportunity what would be the the project you'd most mm. like to work on um oh I think definitely a musical project um and it has to it's got to be a cheesy one I think to be honest I'd go with something like um Heather's the musical I've seen that show quite a few times when it was in London last year um not last year sorry the year before and I watched it quite a few times and I would watch it and I'd be like oh actually I think that would look quite cool like this or or I'd, I like that but this could go there um so definitely Heather's I think it's very it's a very strange one and obscure just from the storyline behind it but I have I definitely sat there and thought about it properly and I would really enjoy doing that show 100% nice okay I don't really know too much about that one, but that's <laughs> really good. It's definitely one you should check out, Jerry. It's it's very, very interesting. Um, it didn't do well over on Broadway because it was originally on off Broadway. It didn't do very well over there. But it came here mm-hmm. and it had a run at the other palace, um, so off West End, and then it had a twelve week run at the Haymarket, um, which was incredible. And I loved everything about it. The cast, the crew, <laughs> everything. <laughs> um TikTok. Oh, I like talking no. about <laughs> have you have you gone down that route with anything during the lockdown? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. With a story. I've fallen down the TikTok hole. Um <laughs> my sister was banging on at me. She was like, Oh, you should download TikTok, it's really cool. And I was like, Oh, yeah, but I'm like I'm probably too old to be on there, you know, I might only be nineteen, but I all I hear about is like fifteen year olds talking about it and I was like, Ah oh, well, give it a go. And I at first it was just watching videos and then I'd see things and I'd be like, Oh my god, I wanna do that, I wanna do that. So now I've fallen down the hole where I actually post videos and I mean, I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I get enjoyment out of it. I'm not worried about the comments or likes or, you know, oh, my God, this one's only got, like, 50 views. Like, that doesn't bother me. I just simply do it for my own enjoyment. I go back and I'm like, why did I do that? Why? And I just have a laugh about it. So <laughs> definitely fell down that hole. Just a sound and, like, lip synced over it because... <laughs> but just because. No reason. Just because um, I've... I've got some a lot of like random things where I've like filmed a trip that I've done um like one morning a few weeks ago I literally did I couldn't get to sleep and I decided at half past four to go and sit out in my back garden on my little patio area under my duvet and just read a book and watch the sunrise so I was like why not film it (laughs) I don't know why but I filmed it and I put it on there and again it's just I find it, um, especially when I'm posting videos like that, um, I've got some on there of like um, my trip to Disneyland Paris when I went in February. I find it somewhere where I can keep like um, little memories and little things to look back on and be like, oh, I remember, you know, five years time, I'm going to go on there and be like, oh, you know, I remember when I sat in my back garden at half past four in the morning to watch the sunrise during lockdown. And yeah, it's just somewhere nice to keep that kind of stuff. But there's definitely a few random things on there. <laughs> 
Okay. So, although, like you said, you're, you're fairly like young yourself, a youngster asking you for tips, what would you say to them? Um, young, older, um, just if this is what you want to do, like, don't give up. Um, I found I went through a lot at high school of people being like, oh, you're not good enough. You're never going to make it. Um, and I mean, there was times where I would sit there and there's times now sometimes I sit there and I go, is it really worth the hassle? Because it is a lot of stress and it's a lot of hard work. But if you don't give up and you keep working hard, it will pay off. Um, and just surround yourself with positive people that do support you because you will come across people in life who aren't going to support you, won't support your choices. Um, and the best thing to do is get rid of them. They could be your best friend, but you have to surround yourself with positive people in this industry because it can get really negative when you're being rejected from job after job after job. And I mean, I've auditioned for many things in the last year since I got my agent and I've had one thing out of it. Um, but I made sure I surrounded myself with the right people um, and I was constantly getting feedback as well. Make sure that you get feedback. Ask, OK, I didn't do as well this time, but could you possibly give me feedback? Even like amateur auditions, I've said to the casting directors and the directors and stuff in like the smaller theatres as well and said, look, I didn't get this role. Um, can I have a bit of feedback? Where can I work on next time? And take the feedback on board, listen to it learn from it and eventually it will happen you just have to work hard and understand that this could be a long journey could happen overnight but it's very unlikely but 100% like I say everyone says it but generally don't give up absolutely (laughs) (laughs) on that right so moving on slightly where do you see yourself in five years time five years time I'll be I'm awful at maths. I'll be 24, nearly 25. Um, I'd like to think by then that I'm not necessarily make a name for myself um, because I'm I'm one of those people that I'm not really fussed about being famous in the industry. Um, But definitely possibly learning like, um, not learning, earning, sorry, a a stable income or of a somewhat stable income, having done professional shows, preferably have worked in the West End by then. Um, definitely career-wise, that's where I'd like to be. Personal life, um, hopefully with a partner at some point, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not one to worry about that. I'm very, very career-driven. Um, but yeah, 100% career-wise, I'd like to have some sort of stable income from the acting um, and have worked in the West End by then. Okay, good luck with that. Thank you. Well, hopefully, hopefully it happens. Hopefully it will happen. Fingers crossed. You've got the right attitude, so it's all going in your favour, I yeah. think. Yeah, we can hope, yeah. we can hope. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to round up with one more question. Okay, okay. And I'll leave you to get on with your busy life. <laughs> uh, pets. Oh. Do you have any pets? I do. I do have pets. I have a little rabbit. Um, her name's right. Ginny. Um, she was actually a rescue rabbit. Um, so we got mm-hmm. her from the RSPCA. Um, and I love her. She's my little baby. Um, and then I have a cat. Um, his name's Bolt. And he has one eye. So Ooh. he's like he's like my therapist. Um, I swear sometimes he probably sits there and internally is like, 
why are you crying again? Um, yeah, so I, I mean, um, we also have three other animals. We have three other cats that are family cats. Um, but personally, I just have my one cat and my rabbit. That's enough for me. Um, but yeah, I find my pets are like my little pride and joy. They're like, I mean, they're pampered. I have spent so much mm-hmm. money over lockdown on collars and like little treats and play toys and stuff for them so they're definitely pampered animals <laughs> um i mean my cat even has its own instagram page so <laughs> it's definitely a pampered cat <laughs> right well with that answer you've actually struck up another question oh. so i'm sorry i wasn't going to ask you the one but you you've, you've got me going now you mentioned you mentioned tears yeah so you, you cry a lot, do you? Yeah. Um, it's kind of my coping mechanism with a lot. Um, I find I cry when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm angry, when I'm excited. Um, it's definitely something that I do a lot. It's, I mean, when I was younger, um, I went through a lot of mental health issues and I struggled a lot. Um, and I always mm-hmm. saw crying was, it's a sign of weakness. I cannot cry. People will think I'm weak. Um, and I resorted to some very negative and destructive behaviours um, in replacement of not wanting to look weak. Um, and now I've kind of been through counselling and I've gotten a lot better. I'm now like, actually, crying does help me. I find it releases any sort of emotions I have. Um, and... I've cried a lot during lockdown over a lot of things, but yeah, 100%, mm-hmm. I, I feel I am very much in touch with my emotions um, and that's come with growing up and becoming maturer than what I was when I was like 14. Mm. So, I mean, you mentioned mental health, which obviously is very, it's out there at the moment yeah. in, the, in all I can play with, with lockdown. So I'm guessing you're, you're quite happy to to mention that and for that you know for people to know about that do you find that helpful that you can talk about it with people or would you prefer to keep that something personal to yourself um I'm I've become over the years very much an open book about it um when I went through it um I was oh god I would have been 14 15 when everything really started to become too much for me and um I fell into depression and anxiety and I mean I still suffer with anxiety now you know um but when I was younger I didn't find many people that I looked up to were very open about it um I found it was something that almost I felt I was suffering alone because not many people in the spotlight that I knew of that I listened to their music or watched them in films or whatever um were talking about it so for me I kind of feel like now that I'm at a point where I'm happy within myself um, and I understand now why I was doing certain things or why this happened or, you know, how I felt, um, I really feel it's important to be open about it and talk about it in the hope that, you know, even I don't want to save the world, you know, I'm not going to be that one person to change the world, but even if I can help one person, from one chat about mental health then I feel like I've done what I needed to do I've I've shared my experience um I've spoken about how I felt and 
how I dealt with it in the hope that someone can go, okay, well, actually, I feel like this. Maybe it's time for me to talk about it and get the help that I need. Or maybe I need to go and tell my friend who has had the same issues, you know, just to help some like one person would be amazing for me because it would make my experiences feel like they were worth something rather than just making me feel like poo (laughs) really but no I've definitely become more of an open book with it I was very very much I wouldn't talk about it um when I went to college after finishing high school I didn't tell no one it was like it was my secret um and as I've grown up I've kind of thought if I'm quiet about it there could be someone else that isn't going to speak up about it but if I'm open and I talk maybe that can help one person somewhere in the world Perfect. That is, <laughs> that is a perfect place to end it, I think. Brilliant. I think. Do you have an Instagram page or Facebook page or something where people can contact you um, on that topic or on your, your acting career? Yeah, I have um, an Instagram and a Facebook. I don't really update my Facebook very often. My Facebook is normally just my Instagram post, but I do have an Instagram um, account. Um, my Instagram account that I do update a lot with my acting stuff is actually um, underscore dot uh, Rhiannon Chelsea Jade. No caps, no spaces. Dot underscore on Instagram. Right, brilliant. Okay, well. You've been absolutely amazing, Aww, and I'm so, I'm so shocked. I am really, I'm really shocked, and I'm so impressed with you. Thank you ever so much. Thank you very much for having me. It's been, it's been a, yeah. it's been an experience. I've never done anything like this before, so it's been nice to be able to talk to someone I know and do it rather than it being like a complete stranger. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very welcome. No, yes, okay, okay. Bye bye then. Thank bye, you. Bye. So thank much. you. just like to wrap up by saying a huge thank you to Rhiannon and Chelsea Jade for being a fantastic guest on the podcast. Thank you to you for listening and I'd like to invite you all back next week where I'll have an equally fantastic guest. If you'd like to contact me in the meantime, feel free to do so on realtalken, that's realtalken at gmail.com. Until then, see you next week. Bye bye for now.